While men thought that they heard the words of another man, when Jesus spoke, he spoke the living word of God. And I would say this, that no one ever taught or spoke like Jesus Christ. Those that heard him said, he speaks with authority. They said, They marveled at the gracious words that came from his mouth. They said, where did this man get this teaching? And those who believed in him came to understand that Jesus Christ is actually verily God incarnate and spoke the words of God. No one ever revealed truth or exemplified grace like Jesus did. And so today, I want to share with you the teaching of Jesus Christ on grace and truth. Let's turn to the Gospel of John chapter 1. It's going to be up on the screen there in a second. So John chapter 1 And reading at verse 14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spoke. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. Now catch this verse 17. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth... Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. If you go to the next slide. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. You know what's so amazing when you think of Jesus? Here is one who is the infinite God who became a man, and the Bible says he dwelt among us. That word is he tabernacled among us. He pitched his tent among us. It's the thought of a, a temporary dwelling that the eternal God became a man. It's the same expression used in the book of Exodus at the tent of meeting where God himself came down and met with mankind and spoke the very living Word of God 
to Moses. It's the same expression, that Jesus Christ became a man and dwelt among us. So the first thing I want to say is grace and truth cannot be separated. God is willing to show us grace, but grace can only be appreciated once we accept truth. You know, there's a lot of people today in the world, and they, they will not accept truth. I see this so many times in, in people that I try to share the gospel with. They are closed-minded, and they will never accept truth. Therefore, they never experience the grace of God. What's amazing about what Jesus taught is in perfect balance uncompromised, he taught grace and truth, not one without the other and not one compromising the other. In perfect balance, Jesus Christ is grace and truth. And that's really the message that he has for all of mankind. God wants to show you grace, but he wants you to understand truth. We're going to read in a second here that it is the truth of God that sets you free. And if you are not willing to accept truth, you will never know the grace of God in your life, and you will never be free from your sin. So truth, uncompromised, and grace, uncompromised in the person of Jesus Christ. I want to illustrate this tremendous truth in the life of a woman who was caught in the very act of adultery. Let's go to John chapter 8. Could you go to the next slide? When I think of all of the stories of the life of Jesus, I have chosen this story to show this incredible truth of grace and truth uncompromised in the life of a woman who is caught in the act of sin. Let's read this passage together. John chapter 8 and verse 1. It says that Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning He came again into the temple, and all the people came unto Him, and He sat down and He taught them. And the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Moses in the law commands us that she should be stoned. But what do you say? This they said, testing him, that they might have to accuse him. Notice his grace. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they had continued asking him, he lifted himself up and he said unto them, 
He that is without sin among you, let him cast the first stone at her. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they who heard it, being convicted by their very own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus has lifted himself up and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those that accuse you? Hath no one condemned you? She said, No man, Lord. Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. And the literal translation of that is, go and leave your life of sin. Drop down to his teaching in, we're going to read verse 28. Then said Jesus unto them, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you shall know that I am He. And that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father has taught me, I speak these things. Verse 31, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed on him, if you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Then answered him, they answered him, we're Abraham's seed, and we were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, yet you, have made, you shall be free? Jesus answered them, verily, verily, I say unto you, whoever commits sin is the servant of sin, and the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. What an amazing event in the life of Jesus. And I want to share this story with you. And as we go through this story, I'd like to illustrate this incredible truth. Here's a woman who is caught in the very act of adultery, and she is dragged in by the Pharisees and the scribes, and they put her in front of Jesus. First of all, let me speak about the culture. There was an unsavory culture in that day. It was a culture of accusation. It was a culture of intimidation. And the common people were afraid of the scribes and the Pharisees because they had authority. They actually had civil authority. They could punish people according to the law of Moses. And there was a terror in the culture of these men. There was a double standard. These men had this outward image 
of holiness. And, and they followed the law of God meticulously. And they did their prayers on the streets. And they were draped in their robes. And they were full of religious pride. Outwardly, they had a, an image, a facade of holiness. And inwardly, there was hypocrisy. You see, in that day, truth was concealed. And grace was unknown. They actually didn't want the common person to to be able to read the law of God and, and learn these things because they wanted to control the people. But Jesus knew their hypocrisy. Could I just stop and make one point today? You know, it's the same with us today. The Bible says that man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on our hearts. He knows everything about us. All things are open and naked before the eye of whom we have to do. There is nothing hidden or concealed that shall not be made known. And in that day, there was this culture of intimidation and accusation and hypocrisy. And they catch this woman. And I'm thinking when I read this, where's the man? Doesn't it take two? Where's the man? Because of the culture, they dragged this woman in. You know that a woman's testimony in those days meant nothing. It wasn't even valid because it was spoken by a woman. Wasn't it interesting that the first eyewitnesses of the resurrection was women? Amazing, the grace of God. And the one who is infinite, God, knows the thoughts, the intents of the heart of every man sees this woman comes in. He knows what she has done. And he looks into the eyes of these hypocritical Pharisees, and he knows what they have done. And he knows their past. And he knows their thoughts. And he knows the intents of their heart. And this story says that they drug this woman in to see if they could accuse the master. A culture of accusation. Here's my second point. This dear woman is caught, caught in the very act of sin. And she knows she's guilty. And the law says she's going to die. Now, if you were living in that day, and you are in these circumstances, there's nothing that's going to prevent your death that day. And I would say this, if Jesus had not been there, this woman was going to die. She was going to be stoned to death. And they bring her in. Let's back up a second. It says in John chapter 1, the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. What a change in the world order. For a couple of thousand years, if you broke the Sabbath, 
if you committed adultery, if you took God's name in vain, if you were a disobedient child, if you were a rebellious son, the law says you are to die. Grace. Grace was virtually unheard of before the coming of Jesus Christ. Let's go to the next slide. You know, dear friends, the law of God condemns us all. And I don't know if we've all faced this, but this is truth. There is not a person here that doesn't have a sinful nature. There is not a person in this world that has not sinned against God. And the law condemns us all. In Romans chapter 3 and verse 23, it says, All have sinned and far fall short of the glory of God. You know, when we share the gospel, it's really important to explain the law of God. Because no one likes to think about the law of God because it condemns us all. The law of God says you are to love God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength and your neighbor as yourself. And the only one that ever did that was Jesus Christ. The law says thou shalt not lie. Every single person has lied. The law says to have no other gods before me. And every one of us have had things in our life that by times and seasons are more important to us than God. The law condemns us all not to commit sexual immorality, not to covet. And the law condemns us all. You know, I came across this statement here from John MacArthur, and I think it's a very good statement. And so I posted it up here for, for your reflection. John MacArthur, in preaching on grace, said this Grace means nothing to a person who does not know he is sinful, and that such sinfulness means he is separated from God and damned. It is therefore pointless to preach grace until the impossible demands of the law and the reality of guilt before God are preached. We can tell people today, God loves you. Jesus died for you on the cross. And people will say, well, that's really nice, but what did He die for me for? I'm not a sinner. I've never done anything wrong. You kidding me? That's somebody else. Folks, the Bible clearly teaches all of us have broken God's law. We are all condemned already. And in that state, the grace of God is reaching out to us. Could I say this? You may never have been caught in the act of adultery, but you have been caught in the act of sin. Every single one of us in the eyes of God have been caught in the act of sin. 
Your sin might not be my sin, and my sin might not be your sin, but we all have sinned. And before the all-knowing, all-seeing eye of God, we are all condemned. The Bible actually says that. If you read in John chapter 3 and verse 18, it says, the one who is not believed on the Son of God is condemned already. And so, the truth of God is, is very clear, but it's also very balanced. Let's go to the next slide. Not now just culture, but the commands of the law. And so, Imagine this Pharisees and, and, and these scribes, and they, they bring this woman in, and they say, well, this man is a teacher of the law. He's got to uphold this. You know that Jesus upheld the law right to the very letter. He endorsed it. Yes, he didn't overlook the law. In fact, in Matthew 5 and 17, he said, think not that I am come to destroy the law? Absolutely not. In Matthew 3 and 15, he said that he came to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus was the only person that ever fully kept the law of God. And yet, there was a curse associated with the law. In Galatians chapter 3, it says, Cursed is everyone who does not continue in this law. There's a curse associated with it. And the impossible demands of that standard, no one could ever meet. But here's the good news. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. And so, this woman is taken in the act of adultery, and she's brought in and thrown down before Jesus, and these men are there to accuse her. And they say, this woman was caught in the act of sin. And the law says that we are to stone her. What do you say? Could you just picture this? I think this is amazing. Jesus exercises caution and he touches the conscience. This group of men with stones in their hand ready to destroy this woman because she's caught in sin. And Jesus stands there. What an awkward moment this must have been. Could you imagine that atmosphere? Everybody in the the crowded temple ground that day is quiet and they look and, and here's these group of men with religious authority about to destroy this woman and they say, What do you say? Jesus pauses. An uncomfortable silence. I don't know how long it was, but just imagine. And he looks around. doesn't say anything. And he stoops down. And he starts to write on the ground. Scholars have debated what did he write. Did he write the Ten Commandments? Did he write the sin of these men that had stones in their hand ready to destroy this woman? We don't know. But after a while, he kept writing. 
And it says, <clears throat> Master, did you not hear us? They spoke to him again as though he heard them not. He's just writing with the finger of God. He exercises caution and he touches the conscience. You know, I think we all can learn from this scene. Aren't we quick to judge people? We are so quick to judge people. And yet Jesus exercises caution, and He stoops down, and He just writes on the ground. And then He stands up. Imagine what this was like. And He looks into the very eyes soul and heart of all these men. And he says, He that is without sin among you, cast the first stone at her. All the stones start to drop. These men start reeling through the, the conscience of the years of their life, their thought life, their acts, their hypocrisy, their religion, their sinful ways. And on the very conscience of every one of these men is written the law of God. Can I tell you this? It's exactly what this book does. The Bible says that this book is the living Word of God. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. It touches the heart and the conscience and divides even into the very marrow and bones of our soul. Because what is written in this book is the eternal living Word of God, and it will judge men in the last day. And if we are real, if I am real, this book condemns me. If we are all real and honest about our life, our thoughts, our actions, our ways, we are all in the same position that this woman is in. Have you ever committed sin and not get caught? Yeah, you think you have. But yet before the eyes of God, Every one of us are caught. What did David do when he, when he hid his sin for a year and a half? And one day Nathan comes knocking on his door and tells this story that's atrocious. This man's got to die. And Nathan says, you are the man. Imagine what that was like, that, that moment of conscience in the heart of David. You know what? If we are totally transparent and totally honest, every one of us have fallen short of the glory of God. We have broken God's law. We are guilty. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. These men, all they had was law. We're going to kill this woman. We're going to destroy this woman. How dare she do this? Not thinking about all the things that they have done in their life. And Jesus said, he that is without sin among you, cast the first stone at her. It's almost like, I dare you. All the stones fall to the ground. 
And one by one, these men walk out. It says, from the oldest to the youngest. Maybe the oldest had committed the most sin. I don't know. But they dropped their stones and they walked out. Let's go to the next slide. I want to share with you two great truths in the Bible. Truths that for us in our natural state are are hard to accept. Truth number one is that only God has authority to condemn. He is the only one. What did David say in Psalm 51? Against thee and thee only have I sinned. Because all sin is first and foremost against God. Only God has authority to condemn. It says that in Romans chapter 8. It is God that condemns. And here's the other great, incredible truth. Only God can justify. It is only God who can clear you from all guilt of sin. And the law is your schoolmaster to bring you to Christ. That's what it says in Galatians. The law of God convicts us, points out our transgressions, lets us know our failures, and then God shows us grace. Amazing grace. Undeserved grace. Watch this picture. Here's this woman. If Jesus hadn't have been here, she's going to die. Jesus says, He that is without sin among you, cast the first stone at her. And they all walk out. Jesus stands up. And he looks at this woman. And he says, uh, Where are all your accusers? And she looks around. They're gone. And Jesus said, has no one accused you? She says, apparently not. No man, Lord. And he says, oh, what words of grace. Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Go and leave your life of sin. Imagine what that woman must have felt when she got up from her knees that day and walked free out of the temple courtyard. Free! She was just about stoned to death. She walked out free. Can I tell you this? This is what Jesus Christ is able ready and willing to do for every one of you. Free you from your sin. Deliver you from guilt. Erase the past. Take away the shame. Give you a new standing in Christ. Free. Free from the law. Redeemed by sovereign grace. This is an amazing story of the grace of God. Let's go to the next slide. In John chapter 8, Jesus said these words. He said, Whosoever commits sin is the servant of sin. We 
all commit sin. Every single one of us, whoever commits sin is the servant of sin, a slave to sin. But then he says, if the Son will make you free, you will be free indeed. Free. Free indeed. And then he says, it's the truth that makes you free. Can I ask you all a question today? Do you believe the truth? The truth is that we are all guilty sinners. And the truth is that Jesus Christ showed us grace. The truth is that Jesus died for our sins to set us free. Jesus looks at these men in John chapter 8 and verse 28, and He says this. He says, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall you know. Okay, this was the Passion Week. This was likely a Tuesday or a Wednesday, and on Friday, Jesus is on the cross, and He looks into the eyes of these people, and He says, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, when He is crucified, then you will know that I am. It's the truth that leads you into grace. Jesus Christ is God Almighty in the flesh who came to die for our sins. The truth is that Jesus came to set us free, to justify us. We've all been caught in the act of sin. We all have a conscience. We've all been convicted, and we're all naturally under condemnation. But the one who believes in Jesus is set free, is not condemned, will never come into judgment. Their sin is gone, will never be brought up again against them. Could I just tell you the living words of God? He that heareth my word and believes in him that sent me is passed from death unto life and will not come into condemnation, ever. The truth in Jesus is, He took your sin. He died for you. He rose again to justify you so that you can have eternal life in Jesus Christ. I love the words of Acts 13 and 38. This is probably my favorite verse to preach from on the street. I just love these words. The setting is Paul in Antioch, Pisidia, and he goes into the synagogue and he preaches these words. Through this man, Jesus, is preached unto you forgiveness of sins, and all, how many? All, not just a select few, all who believe in him are justified from all things, and then he says, from which... You could not be justified by the law of Moses. What does the law do? It condemns every one of us. The law kills. The law destroys. But grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Will you accept truth and grace for yourself? That's the ultimate question. It's available. It's a fountain of living water. All you got to do is come and drink. Take it for yourself. 
You know, there's a, a great verse in Romans 3 and 24, and it says this, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Let's go to the next slide. So here's my summary. This is the teaching of the law and grace in Scripture. So what is the law? The law was given to display God's demand for holiness. The law was given to demonstrate that no human being is righteous. The law was given to demonstrate that we all need a Savior. The law was a curse to everyone that was under it. And the Bible actually says in James chapter 2 that failure in one point of the law means that you're guilty of all. It was a burden no one could carry. And then it says that Christ is the end of the law to every believer. That is an incredible verse, Romans 10 and 4. I encourage you to look that up and read it. Meditate upon it. It says that believers are made righteous by faith in Christ, and they are no longer under the law. We are free from the law because our righteousness can never be attained by the law. Our righteousness comes by faith when we believe in Jesus Christ. He makes us righteous, and He takes us out from under the authority of the law. Grace. What is grace? Grace came by Jesus Christ. It is God reaching out to humanity in compassion. Can't you see compassion in this story? These men were ready to kill this woman. And Jesus shows her compassion. Jesus knew that in in a couple of days, on Friday, he's going to die for her sin. He's able, ready, and willing to forgive her because he's going to pay the price for her. 2,000 years ago, he paid the price for your sins. He died on the cross so you could be forgiven. So all the sins of your life could be wiped out, gone. Praise God. Grace is Jesus taking our place on a cross to save us. Grace is restoring a broken relationship. Grace is God Himself adopting you as His child. You became a child of God the moment you accepted His grace. Grace is being brought into God's favor. Do you know that you're under God's favor if you've believed in Jesus? He has an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that fades not away, reserved for you in heaven. Grace. The Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourselves. Grace is being restored. It's becoming a child of God. Grace is being justified. And the word justification is cleared of all guilt. You know, one day I'm going to die. Unless the Lord comes. If the Lord comes, praise God, I will go. But one day I am going to die just like you're going to die. We say this often, it sounds so silly, 10 out of 10 people die. Every one of us are going to die. And we all have a black box 
will say. A recording of our entire life, all our thoughts, all our ways, all the intentions of our heart, and we're all going to stand before God. And those who have believed in Jesus, all their sin is wiped clear. It's gone. And you're going to stand in the presence of God, and you're going to say, I believe in Jesus Christ. He is my Lord, and He is my Savior. He died for my sins. And God is going to have written over your name, justified freely by His grace. Could I say this? It's going to be a horrific thing for anyone to stand in the presence of God in their sins, never having repented, never having trusted Jesus Christ as their Savior, with all the guilt of their life upon their head. They're going to stand before God, and the books are going to be opened, and every man is going to be judged out of the things written in the book, and Jesus is going to say, you never trusted me. I showed you grace. You wouldn't accept it. I died on the cross so your sin could be forgiven. You rejected me. I paid your price. You wouldn't have it. And Jesus is going to say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, into everlasting punishment. I never knew you. That's going to be a very solemn moment for a lot of people that have walked in this world and never believed in Jesus Christ. But to all who believe, they're justified from all things by which they could never be justified by the law of Moses. Because grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. I invite you to believe in Him. Paul said one day, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you'll be saved. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for this time that we can share the Word. We thank You, Lord, for Your grace and Your mercy in giving Your Son, Jesus, to come into this world and die on the cross for our sins. We thank You, Lord, that so many people in this room know Him and have come to put their faith and trust in Him. And I just pray, Lord, that if there's any here that don't know the Lord Jesus, that even today they would acknowledge their sin and come and believe in Him and accept His grace and experience the mercy of God throughout the everlasting ages of eternity. Thank You, Lord, for this time and even now, Lord, for this, this potluck supper that we're able to enjoy. I just pray that You would bless it and help us, Lord, to enjoy fellowship together and bless this food and bless us for the remainder of the day, we ask in Jesus' name, amen.